Turner, we are live, and you are coming in from California, and it looks nice out there, man. How's it going? I gotta admit, right now it's November, <laughs> and I'm outside in a t-shirt, and it is it is pretty sweet right now. And it's early morning, so <sighs> it, everything's going good. It's Saturday, and uh, you know, I got nothing but good things to say. Yeah, other than the uh, the the complex law and legal system of California, I would actually I miss it, man. I miss it a lot. Yeah, look, I mean, every place has its things, you know, and it's easy to beat us up for all of that stuff. But the God's <laughs> honest truth is, is, look, this is a big place and it's hard to govern. No one's yes. going to get it right. You Absolutely, know? man. Hey, so Pete, we, you've been on my show. I've been on your show. We've been collaborating for a long time. Uh, we do have a common thread. We're both veterans and you, you spent a lot of time in the Army, man. You want to give us a little bit about that? You know, my time in the army is a lot less than my time with the army. That's yeah. that's the first thing to say fair. Um, yeah, I was in the active army for five years and I deployed during that time. And uh, one of my one of my NCOs from my first unit is was ultimately my NCOIC, my boss, when I got to the next unit. And she gave me great advice. She's like, get out because you're you're behind the wave on promotions. And so even if you're outperforming people and everything else, you're always going to be frustrated because you're not going to get pushed ahead of the cycle. So get out, go do something else. And then if you need to come back, you'll know it, you know. And, and so I did. And I came back on terms that were better for me, you know, because I was able to work with, you know, within the federal government or maybe on a contract or whatever. And uh, the thing that worked out to my advantage with all of that was I got to stay in the field. And, and you know how mm -hmm. this works. Yeah. Normally, you, you promote out of field work, and you, you don't ever get a chance to really season your skills. I did. I, you know, I got two, three, four orders above what a regular good collector can be because mm -hmm. I got to just keep doing it. And for the audience out there, Pete was a spy for the U.S. Army, and then he went on and he did a little – a lot of collection as a civilian. So yeah. He's, he's got his head wrapped around the axle axle of uh, human intelligence. So, and that's kind of like we always ping each other when we have want to have a deep conversation about how to solve our nation's problems. Yeah, it, it's for sure. The the whole human collection thing is is critical. And and what makes me different is that what what allows a commander to win is rarely focused in threat, at least in today's conflicts. I mean, just look at the border conflict. There, yeah. There's so much non-threat-based things that the commander can put resources towards that create stability. You know, they can't know that if no one's looking for it. Well, and you know, we're speaking of Veterans Day, and that you bring up a really good point. Veterans bring such a different perspective to the decision-making process wherever they go. You know, because of their experience, and especially you know, post 9/11, we have guys and girls that have, you know, deployed overseas that have had to make critical life decisions. And it's everybody. You could have been in a FOB, you could have been outside the FOB, you could have been anywhere. You're still making critical decision. So, I mean, it's great that you see that people can actually excel in the outside world and they get pushed when they get at the outside world to excel. One of the things that I learned, and this is, I don't know, among the top 10 things from being 
in and with the military was when you watch a staff start to lose contact with reality, when, when they, their intention and their outcomes are no longer tethered to what I would call the ground truth. You mm -hmm. know, if I'm in a planning meeting, I'm like, well, hold on, you know, what can we actually do? What do we know we can do? You're, you're talking about creating a positive affect for a thousand people. Can you even do that for 10 people? Yeah. And, and, and it's not to say we can't do something. It's how do we do this so that it's spherically aligned, not just vertically, not just horizontally, but spherically. How, how do we connect that whole region together to a common purpose? And that, and that ain't easy to do. But in the staff room, it's like, oh, we're just going to do A, B, and C, and we'll accomplish outcome X. And that doesn't work that way. Well, I think you brought up a good point before about you when you get pushed out into the, you know, into the ranks, as you move up the ranks and you lose concept of what it's like to be out in the field, you know, the, one of the best ranks probably in the, in the military is probably a warrant officer because you kind of always have your foot in both doors. Yeah. But you're right. You know, you're, you know, your twenties as an officer, you're spent, you know, in a field and then bam, you're, you're out of the field, you're field grade in most cases. And then you just don't, and the same thing with senior NCOs, you, you kind of lose grasp of what your Joes are going through. You think about that officer path, right? As a Lieutenant, you're going to get a chance to run a platoon. And then you're going to go be staff for most of the time. As a yeah. captain, you're going to get to run a company. You won't sniff the ground for another seven years after that. Mm -hmm. And we, even when you do, you're now a colonel <laughs> and, and you're not, you're not in charge of what happens on the ground. You're the boss, yeah. but, but you're no, you're so far removed from that ground presence that it's not reality. Yeah. Your E5s and below are, and your, your NCOs are really, and you know, your platoons are doing the work. The real yeah. Work. And then I would say that there's a difference. There's a cut. A cut above with that, like boots on the ground are one thing, but if they're not prepared in a way that matches the mission set, which yeah. is almost always the case, the ground truth is is the real sweet spot. So if you've got ground-based warriors who know how to disregard what the institution wants and they go out and they find out what it takes to win and they, they're able to communicate that back, like that's that's the gold standard. Any you know, look, it's not the E5s don't know what they're doing, it's just yeah. they're not prepared institutionally yeah. to execute the mission. But what well, I like to say is when you deploy, you know, like to Afghanistan and you're going to go to whatever fill in the break province um, and you're a tanker. Well, tankers going to tank and yeah. and they're not going to be in their tanks. So how, how in the world are they supposed to succeed in a place that's as complex as Afghanistan when the main thing they do to train is, is to focus on uh, and rightfully so focus on, you know, tank operations? Well, and that's the thing is we're deploying. We were deploying, I should say, because I'm out. Uh, yes. A lot of troops that just, you know, they don't have that cultural and our mission oriented training as far as like, I mean, it could change within months. And it's something like maybe the the combat focus uh, it just should be focused on the whole big picture. I don't know, man. It's it's out of my wheelhouse now, but there's there's ways to, to help the Joe out there. Well, here's the thing I would say about that. The the belief that we have as an institution is that we have good cultural training. And I was just at a conference with very, very smart people. And they were talking about how we have cultural sensitivity training and that prepares us for battle. And I'm like, and this is a W five and she's brilliant. She's successful. And I'm like, ma'am, I'll do respect. That is not accurate. If we're not talking about CQ cultural acuity, where mm -hmm. you can go into any cultural environment and thrive, 
not 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 offend people, but thrive based upon their culture, then you have an actual skill that yes. that's trainable and everything else. Cultural sensitivity is that's that's the most basic thing you can do. Oh, it and, is. And really, it's like, hey, you know what? Don't point with your finger. Don't don't give anybody yeah. the middle finger. It's it's, I, it's yeah. And most of that stuff's nonsense anyhow. Like the whole thing of like you know um, a, a woman wearing hijab if if you're in a Muslim country. You don't have to do that. I'm not saying that you don't do it. I'm saying that they know you're not Islamic. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's not act yeah. like you've done anything. Like that, they're if they are offended, then that's a point where you work through the cultural, uh, you know, intersection. But to assume that they'll automatically be offended and that you'll somehow get around that by wearing a hijab is is culturally ignorant. And, and we can't, we have to get better at that. We can't just be culturally ignorant. So we've got to take the dial and dial it more towards these softer skills. If I was to take yep. you out to a range right now and you weren't hitting the target, within 20 steps, I could improve your ability to okay, fire. We hey, all know those let's, steps. Let's back up there. Yeah. Um, you know I'm going to hit the target. So let's well, say we're taking someone outside <laughs> to the range. <laughs> all right. Someone, someone who, yes, you, you, you are a good shot. But... But the point is, is like if you're going to troop someone up to shoot something mm-hmm. and they're not on target, you know, or, or you're trying to zero a weapon, you know that there are certain steps and it's a finite yeah. number. That book, that training does not exist for culture. And that's one thing you brought up before is the ground truth. You need people that have that ground truth like yourself um, and that, that keep up to date on all those stuff. So that's kind of like and, you know, that's one thing we learn from being like in the military and stuff like that is learning uh, things that t- the typical were exposed to a lot that the, the normal human isn't. Yeah. Yeah. That exposure, if you're capable, again, if you have CQ, uh, mm-hmm. that exposure will unlock a lot of, <clears throat> of tools and skills that just are, are largely unknown. I mean, we do what we can to write about it and talk about it and that kind of thing. And that's part of what you and I do as, as podcasters, but, well, that's the other thing is we're transferring that like you, you and I both use our skill set with interview and interrogation and, and speaking to people to now podcast to bring whatever we could learn from other and discuss with other people to bring that knowledge base to the general public. You think about this. I was at a conference the other day, the same one I was talking about earlier, and I met a congressman, not sorry, ambassador Robert Hunter, who was mm-hmm. an ambassador to NATO for President Clinton. And at the end of the, our presentation that Dr. Lede and I did, uh, the ambassador came up and said, your presentation was worth the price of admission because <laughs> we talked about ground truth, religion, and political development. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be on my show now. So here we are. Yeah. We're taking the, I mean, other than the president, we're taking the de facto, like the, like the plan potentiary, you know, the guy that's allowed to act for the president in another area. And yep. connecting them all the way to the ground. That doesn't get to happen in normal settings ever. No, absolutely not. And that's one thing about, and that's why I'm doing these videos. That's why I'm doing a podcast. Is get like-minded people to learn different things. If you're not like-minded, maybe you could look at it from a different perspective as well. Well, Pete, I don't want to take too much of your time. You are on the Break It Down show. What else are we going to throw out there, brother? Well, the Break It Down show is what I do. That's, you know, I'm a podcast producer. So people that want to be consultant on podcasts just want some advice or, you know, just what gear to buy. I, I'm, I'm yeah. a guy that does that. 
And then I, I have to do my job. I have to, you know, we're the official show for the Save the Brave. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a nonprofit. So anybody who's uh, looking at their end of year giving, man, we would appreciate it if you would uh, go to savethebrave.org and either click on. A, the thing I ask is just do a monthly subscription. W- would you buy a veteran yeah. a once every month? That's 25 bucks. Just do a monthly subscription and we'll put that money to good work. And and if you have any doubts, first off, I'm vouching for it. Scott Husing vouches for it. Uh, Nick Velez is the guy that started it. And look, you can see the work that we do and it's important. And, and we get guys with PTSD to, to want to mm-hmm. stay alive. And um, if that's your kind of jam, then help us do that job by, by donating either a one-time or, you know, monthly. It would be a, an enormous help to helping us help these people. Yeah, you and Scott do a lot. And I, I like seeing it. It's almost every other week you guys are at some sort of event helping out. And this is a shout out to Scott out in Montana. Yeah. Hua. All right, all right, hold on. I got I to gotta do it right. I can't. I, I would get so gigged for that, having a pen in my hand. <laughs> well, brother, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Anytime we can do this, I'm, I'm glad to do it. I really, really, and truly, I mean, from the heart, I appreciate it. brother. And for the audience out there, Pete will just text me like 15 minutes or during a, a podcast and say, jump on. I yeah. guess I'm doing that with you. Now that I have this awesome platform, the StreamYard. So, yeah. I love it. Cool, brother. Take care, man.